0: Welcome to the Ongoing Story of the Bible, Season 9, Back to Jerusalem. The gap between the Old and New Testament can be bridged historically and biblically, with some of the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecies. For purposes of continuity, the following Bible episodes draw from the book of Daniel and from history, as well as the books of Maccabees. They show the transition of empires in the region from Babylonian to Persian to Greek to Roman. The time is now around 200 BC. Israel is ruled by the Seleucian or Syrian kingdom of the north who begin to impose Greek culture. The four governing Greek kingdoms are increasingly unstable and the Romans are gaining power in the west. Episode 7. Rome is rising. The governing Syrian king orders that the Jews comply with his state religion, but a group of Judeans rebels. Now Antiochus II of Syria, king of the north, attacks Egypt. The battle is at Panaeus, near the source of the river Jordan. Panaeus will later become known as Caesarea Philippi under the Romans. The Egyptian leader, General Scopas, flees to Sidon. King Ptolemy and his queen die mysteriously, With the success against Egypt, others ally with Antiochus II, including Philip of Macedon. And in an attempt to gain national independence, some Jews also ally with him, but many die in battle. Now Antiochus takes Palestine from Egypt. Antiochus II lays siege of Sidon, while three Egyptian generals try to break his hold. Now he occupies Israel and uses it as his military base, laying waste to the land to support his troops. Rome is now gaining power, so Antiochus tries to gain support by uniting with Egypt. He gives his beautiful daughter Cleopatra in marriage to the seven-year-old heir to secure the alliance. His son-in-law, Ptolemy V, Epiphanes, meaning glorious, takes the throne. Now Antiochus expects Cleopatra to support him, but instead she supports her husband against her father. He becomes more annoyed by Rome's growing influence and refuses to meet with their ambassadors. Eventually Antiochus II decides to invade Greece alone without Egypt's support. Antiochus wages war at Thermopylae in 191 BC and Magnesia on the Meander River in 189 BC. On both occasions, he is defeated by the Roman consul. Now Antiochus retreats. Peace with Rome comes at great financial cost, so Antiochus II returns to Syria to raise tribute money, but he is killed while trying to plunder a temple at Elium. Now Rome has access to the region of Asia. A new king is appointed in the north. Antiochus is succeeded by his son Seleucus IV Philata. He inherits Syria's tribute burden to Rome, so he raises taxes to secure ongoing peace. His finance minister, Heliodorus, travels to Jerusalem to raid the temple treasures to boost funds. On his journey, he is stopped by a supernatural being and instead he returns home to poison the king. Meanwhile, the heir to the throne, Demetrius, is being held hostage in Rome. A new ruler seizes power in the north. Seleucus IV Philata has a son, Antiochus, who is second in line to the throne. But in Syria, another man poses as Antiochus's guardian and seizes power. He gives himself the title Antiochus Epiphanes, meaning God Manifest. Antiochus Epiphanes tries to gain popularity by reducing Syria's taxes and laws. He plans to take over Egypt, and on his way south, stops in Jerusalem. Israel's leader is the high priest, Onias, but now his brother seizes the opportunity to take power. He renames himself Jason, the Greek name Healer, and pays Antiochus more tribute for the high priest's role. Jason starts Hellenizing the temple, introducing a grove of ritual trees, prostitutes, and pagan practices. He builds a gymnasium for male nude sportsmanship, and Jerusalem becomes a culturally Greek city. Some Jewish men even try to reverse their circumcision. Now Antiochus invades Egypt, gains spoils and pays Rome's tribute in areas with bribes. In 170 BC, he invades Egypt again, defeats Ptolemy V Epiphanes between Gaza and the Nile Delta. He gains control of Egypt by using two nephews as pawns, Ptolemy IV Philometer and Ptolemy Eugertes. Antiochus robs rich areas using spoils as bribes, laying on lavish spectacles and scattering money in the streets. He continues forays into Egypt and conspires against their king. He meets Ptolemy Philometa and both leaders try to outwit each other but make a treaty. Meanwhile, Egypt sends an embassy to Rome who sends ships from Cyprus. These stories are taken from the fulfillment of prophecies in the book of Daniel and from history and the historic books of Maccabees. The stage of the Bible stories stands as a crossroads for warring armies, for traveling merchants and so on. It is this area that God chooses and the focus of his story and ours as the stage of each Bible story adds volumes to its meaning. It's useful to have a map of the Middle East to plot out the geography where the stories took place. Because the stories take place over time and there have been different nationalities, a place name can change even throughout the Bible story. For example, when the Greeks were in power, they started to give places Greek names. Alexandria, Antioch etc. The stage continues to be at the forefront of world news. The Bible Library shows that we are all part of the same story. The Bible Library is a bit like viewing the world from space and then zooming in to a specific location. You can find connections and references across interwoven books of history, poetry, wisdom, law, and other writings. The story is interwoven Track back the roots to see its beginnings and look forward to see its conclusions. Listen in for the next installment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.